What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm so glad you're back with us for another episode. Man, if it's your first time, we want to welcome you uh, to Vantage Point Podcast. If you've been with us a while, welcome back. Welcome back to the table, man. I'm so glad you guys are tuning in. Wherever you're listening from, U.S. or abroad, man, again, appreciate you being here. Our last episode, we kicked off a brand new series titled I Ain't Done, and we talked about narratives. And and if you, like I said, if you haven't been with us or haven't heard the last episode, we're basically talking about um, being in a place where we may have said or, or someone may have said you're done or I'm done, whether it was lost pain, sadness, worry, whatever that is. We, we get into these ruts, we get into these spaces where flat out, we just don't want to get out of bed, we don't want to do anything, we don't want to move forward with life, we don't see hope, we don't see joy, we don't see anything. And, and basically what this is focusing on is understanding that failures aren't final, setbacks can be actually setups, and loss at times can lead to life. And so if you woke up this morning and you thought, man, I don't want to get up, or you're still laying there listening to this, man, I wanted to tell you that you're not done. And in the first episode, we talked about narratives. And, and I want to take it a little bit, st- a little step further uh, with episode two. And we're going to talk about Goliaths. And not necessarily David and Goliath, although we're going to reference a lot of that story. But we want to talk about Goliaths. We want to talk about those major hits, right? Those big things, whatever they are that you might be dealing with. And and we, if you've been around church long enough, I'm sure you've heard the story of David, right? Shepherd boy slaying the giant uh, Goliath, and and no one else wanted to 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 take on Goliath, but here comes David, and he slays Goliath, and all of those things. And and like I said, sometimes we um, face Goliaths in our life, right? That could be anything from like medical diagnosis. That could be job loss. It could be difficult relationship, loss of a relationship, any of those things that we see as like major things, right? So let's, let's define Goliath, right? It's, it's that major thing or instance or situation in your life that you look at and say, I, it's, it's, it's a, it's an unbeatable, unwinnable, no hope situation, right? That's what it is. And so I, I want to touch on a few things as we look at the story of David and Goliath real quick. Um, and, and for those that don't know, this story is found in first Samuel chapter 17. Uh, and it involves the armies of the Philistines and of Israel. Right. And, and so speaking of size, right, the Philistines to, stood on one mountain and Israel was on another. Right. And there was a valley in between them. And then out of the Philistine camp came a champion named Goliath. Right. And in modern terms, um, we, when we compare what biblical scholars say, Goliath was about nine feet, three inches tall. So comparison Real quick, right? The tallest NBA players that we see nowadays are seven feet tall, maybe a little bit uh, taller than that. Um, and so when we walk, you know, if you've ever walked past an NBA player or anyone that's six five, six seven, seven feet tall, 
um, just think two more feet taller than that. Right. Um, I, I think and in, in my, my homeowners and home builders can can correct me on this, but the average ceiling in a house is about eight to nine feet. Right. And so if you think about it in those terms, that that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big th- uh, person, right? Um, but also take now the nine foot three Goliath, and now he has armor and he has a spear and um, with the head of the spear weighing almost 20 pounds, right? You think about the heaviest bowling ball, things like that. So that's just the tip of his weapon, right? That's just a spear, right? And so clearly, right, beyond intimidating. Right. And if we think about our Goliath situations that we're that we're talking about here, then sometimes our situations seem like that. Right. They they seem like um, unwinnable. Right. All the biggest thing we've ever faced, whatever that is. Right. And that's what we what we see sometimes in our world. And and our Goliaths are that the situations in our lives are that they look too big. They look too strong and they look too much for us to deal with. Right. And I know I'm talking to somebody out there that's that's been through something or going through something and all of those things. And I want you to really think about that, because even in this story, we hear Goliath is coming out to address King Saul to send someone to fight him. Right. If someone's able to kill him, they would all become his servants. Right. But if he prevailed, Israel would be their servants, right? And of course, nobody wants to slay Goliath, Goliath, right? Nobody does, right? Nobody's putting their, nobody's volunteering his tribute. Nobody's putting their hands up. You think about your situation, right? If somebody, you know, you, you, you are presented this Goliath situation or this Goliath person, would you raise your hand, right? Even right now, we talked about it last week and we mentioned it in, in the beginning of this one, right? being able to um, deal with those problems, right? Not even wanting to even get out of bed to even see the problem, right? And and so the next day, Goliath comes out again, same announcement, man. Who wants some? Who's going to come? Who wants to take me on? I'm not worried about it. Who wants it? Let's go, right? And then here comes David on a, on a different mission, right? On a different assignment. And... He, he sees what's going on. And, and even uh, when David heard what Goliath said, he asked those around him, how can he defy the armies of the living God? So he's asking the other soldiers, who is this guy? Who is this Goliath? Who is this giant to tell us or tell to defy what we say? And he kept asking this question, right? And of course, when when Saul, when King Saul saw David, he began to tell him all the reasons why he couldn't slay Goliath. He's a seasoned warrior, and David, you're just a shepherd boy. No, you can't deal with that. And and now correlate that into our lives. We're dealing with things. We're dealing with our Goliath. And how many people have maybe told you? That's too much to deal with. That's too much for you. You're not equipped to deal with that. You need to do this and you need to do that, right? And you you shouldn't even be dealing with that. How many times do we have people come in and detract us from what we ultimately have to face? And I think that's the reality when it comes to our Goliaths, right? 
we can avoid them. We can try to ignore them. But at some point, we're going to have to stand up and we're going to have to deal with it. We're going to have to own it and we're going to have to walk through it. Right. We're going to have to hit it head on. No pun intended. Right. We have to do that. But see, it's like David in this story. He, he wasn't accepting those words. He, he even explained to Saul that he was keeping sheep for his father. And whenever a lion or bear came and took the lamb from the flock, he went after it, struck it down and rescued the lamb. And, and I've heard a lot of pastors say David was preparing for this. God had been preparing David for this moment. And if you think about all the instances that you've had situations and that you triumphed over, could that have been preparation for your Goliath? You know, I, I, I coached uh, high school basketball and, and one thing is true. Like we don't, you know, sometimes the game is the Goliath, right? We go through practice, we go through our run-throughs, we go through our repetitions, but it's the game that we have to conquer. It's the game that we have to go attack. And we can't just practice, 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 and then not show up for the game. Who does that, right? We can't say, oh, man, this team is 10-0, and 0, number one team in the state, number one team in the nation, and, oh, we're just not going to show up. Like, that's what you practice for, right? That That's all, that's what practice is for. And so in your world, in your, in your space, in your life, what have, what things have you gone through that have prepared you for your Goliath? I want you, I, I really like, want you to think about that. What are some things that you have gone through personally that has prepared you or gotten you ready to face a Goliath in your world? Right. And just like David, right, he he's he's had some practice taking care, not just dealing with Goliath, but also protecting the things around him. Right. And he went on to say, uh, the Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will save me from the hand of this Philistine. And so Saul gave him the assignment. I don't know how much faith he had in him, but he gave it to him and he said, here you go. And he gave him with armor. He put him on a helmet and a coat of mail and hand him in the sword. But David was not used to them. And he found it awkward to uh, deal with them and have it and walk with it. So he said, I'm not used to this. And he took them off. And see, I think that's another thing. We, we have to be careful about who's preparing us for the Goliath, who's around us, right? As we go through our healing, as we go through our progression, as we go through our, um, building back up of ourselves. We have who's around us that may be preparing us wrong because that's what they think we need. But what do, what, what does God say we need? Right. And he said, I'm, I'm not used to this. So I'm going to take this off. And so David goes in, he pulls, he takes, took his staff in his hand. He had the five smooth stones in his back and in the pouch. And with the sling in his hand, he went out to meet Goliath. And when Goliath came forward, he had a shield. He looked at him. He said, am, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? Come to me. I will give you I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the wild animals of the field. So already Goliath is talking. He's cocky. And do, I, I wonder, like, does it feel like sometimes our issues are like that, that they are so big that they almost taunt us? Because that, that's exactly what Goliath is doing here. He's taunting. He's talking. You know, he he's doing all of those things. If, you, if you're big in sports, you know, 
other teams talk. They they want to keep saying things and, and all of those things that get you riled up, to get you intimidated. But David has no intimidation here. And I think that's really um, in, important when we think about our own Goliaths that we face. We can't, we can't be intimidated by them because we know they're coming, right? We talked about that last week. And when we talked about narratives, we talked about like these issues are going to happen. It may not be the exact issue you thought it was, but nonetheless, the issues will happen. So how do we deal with the issues? How do we, how do we navigate being intimidated, right? We have to understand that one, we've been prepared for this. We've been preparing for this, right? Reminding ourselves of those past instances that ultimately have led us to deal with these things, right? How did we feel? How did we build up? How did we do those things? And then we see that David is ultimately triumphant against Goliath. Like the talking is done and all of those things. And now the army, all of this stuff has happened. And, and it's over and he kills him. And the truth of the matter is, is like, what led David where we are, right? What, what led him to do and what led him to be, be triumphant, right? It's his faith in himself, his faith in God, right? And, and really, if we think about those two things, because he had faith in God, he had faith in himself. And so my question to you is, where is your faith? When you're facing your Goliath, when you're facing your, your issue, your struggle, your pain, your hurt, because all of them can be Goliath. Goliath isn't limited to one thing. It's not limited to one instance. You might be facing a, a job Goliath right now, but it might be a relationship Goliath tomorrow. It might be a relationship uh, issue today but it might be a self-inflicted issue tomorrow. And when, I, and when you think about those things and when you think about um, our, our Goliaths, I, I want you to think about four things, how we face and overcome Goliaths. We already mentioned number one, but, but I'm going to say it again. We have to face them head on, right? We, we can't get into a, we can't be cowering behind our insecurities or our fear and not turn and face the the thing that we have to get past. Like, that's number one. We have to face it, and we have to own it, right? And we again, that word ownership, we talked about it last week. There has to be a level of ownership. There has to be a level of facing it head on that you say, you know what, I, I see that right there. And you have to be honest with yourself. I'm going to add that little bonus piece on step one. Right. You have to face it head on, but you got to be honest with yourself. If that Goliath is is one hell of a situation, then you need to be you need to say that. Right. If you don't know what you're doing, you need to say that it's not I'm just out here and, 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 you know, dealing with fear and dealing with this and having this Goliath in, in front of me. And and it's OK to not know what to do in the situation. Right? It may be a Goliath you've never faced before. So yes, you have to be, you have to own it. You have to be honest and you have to face it head on. Number two, again, we mentioned this one too. Don't listen to anybody outside of your circle, right? David didn't listen to the voices that told him he wasn't qualified 
or told him he was too young or told him he was inexperienced or told him he couldn't do it. You know what, I, what I've learned about people um, in this journey is people will ultimately project their feelings, their ideologies, their um, perceptions or their way of dealing with it. They'll project it on you and ultimately try to dictate and manipulate you to do it the way that they would handle it. But they're not you and you're not them. And so you have to be very keen on who's around you. You have to be very keen on who's talking to you. Um, because quite honestly, like there have been um, people in this journey that I've cut off. People that I know, people that I, that, that I would speak to on a regular basis, but there was, there was a cutoff that had to happen because they weren't edifying where I was going. They weren't helping. They were, you know, trying to, to put their own spin on it, trying to put their own uh, ideology on it and all of those things. And so you have to be able to tune them out to focus on the Goliath in front of you. Number three, you got to trust God. You got to trust yourself. You know, it wasn't, you know, David operating in just his strength or David operating in just his mind or is it, it, you know, he fought by trusting God, which led him to trust his instincts, what led him to trust his abilities, seeing his opportunity, right? Because God had been preparing him. Day in and day out, he gave us the example. I've been doing this. I, I, I think I'm, I'm ready for this because I've been doing this. And God's been getting me ready. So I'm going to go deal with it. So if you're standing with God and you're walking this journey out, God is preparing you for the Goliath. He sees the Goliath coming. Think about it. When you think, let's go back to the sports example for a minute. I told y'all I do a lot of sports analogies. Players often don't see the end game of the things the coach does. In practice, in game situations, players often don't see what they don't see the why until it's in the moment. This is why you had us do this. This is why you had us condition. This is why you had us work on free throws. This is why we had to hit a thousand jump shots in the gym. Because when you get to the moment that you're tired in a game, you're now more prepared mentally and physically to go in and do what you need to do. So God, in everything we've been through, God, everything that we go through, everything that we experience, God is using it as preparation. You know, I, I, I said this on, on my social media, and I can't remember if I said it in episode one, but um, people always get the idea that I wasted time doing something. Right. Like it was a waste of time. Like I got nothing from it, this relationship, this thing, this whatever. And, and the truth of the matter is those moments and those situations were not a waste of time. They might have been time wasted, right? Because time goes on linear, chronos, it's wasted. But is it a, was it a waste of time for you? Or was there something that you pulled from that? Is there something you can pull from that experience, pull from that instance, pull from that journey that you can use in the future? Right. Again, all the things work together for our good. All things. 
and how can we take every moment and pull the lessons learned from them? Number four, overcome your Goliaths with spiritual muscle. Because if you think about um, this story, and, and some one part we didn't cover though, even like Goliath had on all these shields and all these armor, his forehead was exposed. It was a place of vulnerability. David had an awareness and was able to slay him in a single shot because he hit him where it mattered. And when we talk about spiritual muscle, that that matters in the form of awareness, confidence, and trusting in God. It's rhythm. It's getting into a spiritual ry- rhythm. Again, another sports analogy. If you, there are basketball coaches will practice free throws every practice, thirty minutes, the forty-five minutes, or some set number that they have to shoot free throws. Why do they do that? Free throws is is about form, but free throws are also about muscle memory. Muscle memory. Right. Same same arm motion, same wrist motion. Our spiritual muscles should be the same. Our prayer muscle. Right. Our, our worship muscle, how we're working those things and how we're working the wisdom and how we're working all the things that we get from God. We continually work that we continually use that. And, and it's uh, and it's those spiritual muscles that matter that help us through these moments that Goliath will come because see, God gives us hope and encouragement through this story of David and Goliath. And we might just think about this story and we might actually find some, um, some, some encouragement and some hope because part three of this, we're, we're going to get into to, to joy. We're going to get into happiness because, because that's a crucial part of this journey. And it's a crucial part to understand where we're going, right? But we had to cover the Goliaths. We had to talk about those big hits, those big ones that just seem to knock us down. I've even heard it. It's the blow you didn't see coming, right? And and it's so, so key that we continue to operate in these four things, right? We have to face these things head on. We cannot listen to our doubters. We have to trust God, which trust, which allows us to trust ourselves. And we have to overcome with our spiritual muscles. And one last thing I want to just throw in there. And I, I think it's important that we just cover it to close this episode out. Um, and it's the concept of creating our own Goliath. Because see, we can make a Goliath out of problems that, um, Honestly, if we dealt with it head on, they would be in essence small in nature. And when we see we we can't when we dwell on things, when we dwell on what could go wrong and all the and we, and we allow those things to manifest, we allow those things to start to fester and grow. We start feeding the things that ultimately become Goliaths in our lives, and then now we have to work just as hard to overcome. So just an added piece of encouragement, write down some things you're dealing with right now, maybe like three or four things and and assign a number to it, right? Scale of one to 10. One is the smallest thing in the world. 10, it's, it's your Goliath. And I encourage you, everything that is above a seven, 
probably at one point used to be a two or a three. Not all things, but some things. But I encourage you to really dive into those one through fives. Because sometimes if we feed those minor issues, they become Goliaths in the future. Some of it will do it knowingly. Some of it will do it unexpectedly. But I promise you, if we deal with them now, if we start working the spiritual muscles now on the little things, they don't become Goliaths in our future. That's how we walk through this and start to work the spiritual muscle, work the the best way to face those things head on. We have to deal with them now. We have to deal with them when they're small. Again, owning it, not listening to other people. Here's the biggest mistake I made is somebody telling me, well, that's just not that big of an issue. Everybody deals with that. That's every, everybody struggles with that. It's okay to struggle with that. Yeah, it might be, but I need to still deal with it. Because if one person, again, this naysayer or whoever it is, tells you that something is, it's natural, right? You'll, in your mind, start to believe that it's natural and it's not something that needs to be dealt with. And then that thing becomes more than you can face in the future. Welcome your Goliath into your space. So that's my encouragement is making sure we deal with those one through five. So write that down, three or four things. And allow God to start to speak to you in that way. Man, I am so, so thankful that you all have tuned in. I want to do two things. I want to first pray for anybody dealing with uh, Goliath right now, whether you're listening to this for the first time or you've shared it, got it from somebody. And then also, I just want to pray um, for the nation of Israel. There's a lot, a lot going on over there. Um, And and I know we see things on the news and we see things um, on social media and networks, but ultimately it, it's a deeper, deeper battle going on over there. And I want to make sure we cover them in prayer. So Father God, we just thank you right now. Father, we give you all the honor and praise, Father. And we just thank and praise you for everybody on this um, that's listening to the sound of my voice, that's listening to this prayer. Father God, they may be going through Goliath, Father God. Just I continue to to give them, you give them strength, Father God. Meet them where they are. Meet them in their in their private place, Father God, in their quiet place, Father. And you continue to speak to them, continue to give them wisdom, continue to give them guidance and all the things that they deal with, Father God. And even if they uh, write these things down, Father God, and write their issues and write their circumstances, Father God, and they may not be Goliaths yet, Father God, but I pray that you give them wisdom to deal with those things, Father God. Give them wisdom and insight and keys, Father God, to walk this thing out and stay connected with you, Father God. It's in your son's name, I pray. Amen, Father God. And also, Father, we just want to pray, Father God, for the nation of Israel. Father God, we want to cover them in prayer. Father God, we want to cover that whole region, Father God, and we just speak peace. We speak um, just a calm, Father God. We speak um, a ceasefire, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, that they continue um, to not just not just with peace, Father God, but they thrive in joy and they can come together, Father God, whatever that is, Father God, that you continue to to sit in that region, Father God, you continue to cover them and uplift them. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Man, thank y'all again for tuning in. Man, keep staying tuned. Share this episode. Share this series. Like I said, we got about one or two episodes left, and we're gonna we're gonna work to get those out this week, and then we're gonna go into our new series and keep this thing going as we close out 2023. And as always, keep seeking insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. It'll change your world and your life. God bless. <laughs>